The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift are your hosts, Lori Bischoff and Candace Parisi. We're talking shift. Welcome to the We're Talking Shift podcast, the podcast where we talk shift because we believe the antidote to feeling stuck is found by shifting our thinking and learning to listen to our gut. And I am Candace Parisi. Hi, I'm Lori Bischoff. So... Today, we're going to be doing part two of our interview with Ms. Kara Britz. Now, if you did not hear part one, you're definitely going to want to stop right now, go back to last week's podcast, and listen to that one first, then jump back on over to this one. You don't want to miss it. Kara Britz is, um, she's like the killer backup singer that you see every week on the NBC hit show, The Voice. Now, in addition to that... Uh, she's, uh, God, she's been touring with, um, she's worked with Cher. She toured with Joe Cocker, Jordan Smith, uh, the Japanese superstar Ikichi Yazawa. She's been on The Voice for almost seven years now. And Lord, if that's not enough, she is also a current member of Blake Shelton's band. And they are gearing up to head back out on the road, uh, kicking off their Friends and Heroes tour early in 2019. So we're going to finish talking to her about going rogue and um, how that has ultimately gotten her to where she is today and all of the successes that she's experiencing now. I remember at some point you telling me, Kara, about um, a time when you had surgery on your vocal cords. And I I mean, I can't imagine how scary that would be as a singer to have to have surgery on your vocal cords. Mm. Really? Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, okay, yeah. So I, I had been touring. I, um, I toured um, with that Japanese artist that you guys have mentioned. And uh, I came back, and I was, I was gigging, but I was kind of back to working. I worked in the audience department at Jimmy Kimmel Live for a long time. So I was kind of working, doing sessions, going back. And then I had like a really rough, doc- I have a great doctor, Dr. Sean Nasiri here in, in Beverly Hills. And he's, he's like the singing doctor as far as I'm concerned. And he, he sees all the big, the big wigs. And um, so I had gone to get a, a second opinion from him because uh, one of my other doctors had said, maybe you need to have these nodules removed, their polyps on your vocal cords. So it's basically like if you're gardening, you get um, a blister, then you continue mm-hmm. gardening without gloves, you get like, um, some sort of a callus, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's sort of, that's sort of when they, they switch from like having a polyp on your vocal cords to like having a hardened nodule. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with two hardened nodules and you just can't sing background gigs very easily when you have these, because there's a certain part of your voice that just goes away. Mm -hmm. Um, so some artists can sing through it, but when you're doing backgrounds and you're having to morph your voice into lots of different styles and different notes and be able to sing anything, um, it's a huge problem for, for us. So, um, so I went to see Dr. Sean and he said, okay, we, we do have to do the surgery. I said, okay, let's schedule it. Let's get it on the books. Then I get a call from 
the lovely Paul Markovich, who's one of the biggest musical directors in the industry and, and especially here in town. And he said, I really need you to come and sub in um, for Cher's, one of Cher's background singers. We're here in Vegas. We're doing the residency and we need you to come and, and do like a couple months of it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm in. So me, I always say yes. And then I go and call my doctor and panic and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so said yes, called Dr. Shaw and said, okay, so what can we do? He said, well, I'm going to get you through these few shows. Cause it ended up, I think shaking out to being four weeks with Cher, um, 12 shows that I was subbing for. So we did this and I, I had to do the whole thing on, um, on, uh, prednisone. So it's like a vocal steroid that keeps uh, the swelling down, which is horrible for your body, horrible for you, but it can get you doing your gig. So, um, it kept me, kept me working. Thank God. I got through that and then I had to schedule the surgery for like maybe three days after I got home from the share gig. So I get home, I'm all set the day before my surgery, the Joe Cocker camp calls and says, we need a soprano for our entire next tour. So this is like two years of work, like world tour, the dream gig, Joe Cocker, like just a dream. So Mm -hmm. like I always do. Yeah, I can do that panic call my doctor I'm like shit Sean I'm like now we got this coming up so can we do this and he said this is really scary he said but we can do it because from the day that they were going to cut me which was the following day to the day that I landed in Rome to do this show um I had five weeks only and so when you do this surgery the best bet is you're making like vowel sounds probably three and a half to four weeks in. And then you're, you're starting to connect consonants like on the fourth week. So I hadn't even really been able to sing like a full, like a full line of a lyric up until the day that I was supposed to get on this plane and know this whole show. So I had to learn the entire show in my head, memorize all the parts just quietly and land and basically be a soprano. I'm not supposed to be a soprano on my best day, okay? Like, I am clearly a, a man. Like, I, I, my voice is so low. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I'm like 10 or 2 on a great day. You know, like, I'm living at the bottom of the vocal range. So, sopranos, they're the highest of the high. So, and especially on Joe Cocker, it's like this crazy, like, you can't be a sleepy soprano on that gig. It's just like, oh, help. I mean, it's huge stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, um, I, uh, ended up doing it, got through it, but that was very much going rogue for me because I had to lie and basically, (laughs) well, I had to omit, I had to omit that this was happening from my life. So I basically said I was unavailable for five weeks. I let everybody's mind wander of what I was unavailable and why and where I was and all that. Um, what that meant to them, I kind of let them go ahead and fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And I did the whole thing and landed, and I just had to trust myself, my doctor, and my vocal coach, Dave Stroud. And between the three of us, we got through that gig. And it ended up being like three to four years of work. I got to sing a duet with Joe on his last album before he passed away. God rest his soul. I miss him so much. But that was literally one of the most terrifying things because they were trusting me, you know, they Mm -hmm. had, when I landed, I needed to be able to sing that gig. And it was, we've got hotels, we've got tour plans, we've got visas, we've got, I mean, everything was in place. And if I, for some reason had done something wrong or something had gone wrong in our process, 
I would have screwed over a lot of people and basically tarnished my name in the industry. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. it would have been like, Oh, she let us down like major. She's not, that's not going to happen. So it was the scariest leap of faith that I have ever taken. I mean, I still sweat thinking about it, but Oh my God, we got through that thing. And I would literally, my vocal coach would get up in the middle of the night. I'd be in Russia about to go on stage and panic because I'm still kind of navigating this new voice. And he would, get up in the middle of the night, whatever time it was for him, some ungodly hour and warm me up mm. and like over the phone or over Skype, he would like, just like sleepy eyed come through and be like, okay, let's do some lip trills. Let me listen. And I mean, I just, yeah, I owe a lot to those two. Cause um, that I wouldn't have been able to do that without that team. And that was really the start of my momentum as a background singer in the industry. And uh, so it was certainly worth the risk, but it was, not easy and it was terrifying what real yeah what realistically so you said you kind of collapsed that whole what should have been your healing process into a a much more condensed amount of time right like you know four to five weeks or whatever that time frame was what mm-hmm. what what would the doctor's what normally would you do what normally do they prescribe somebody to do as far as taking time off from from jumping into a full-fledged back into singing, you know, big time like you did, what would they have preferred? Um, well, what they prefer is as much time as possible. I mean, um, a lot of times these, these doctors in LA, they don't get a lot of time because you are a working singer and that's your bread and butter. And we don't have like paid time off, (laughs) you know? So, um, ideally, ideally it would be probably a three month three to four month process, you know, to mm-hmm. really slowly get those habits back in play, get those warm ups rocking, like, and not have to push the, okay, we're going to speak. Cause you know, I think it was something like 10 to 14 days. I'll have to make, I might be flubbing, flubbing some of these numbers, but it was 10 to 14 days of no, absolutely no talking. Mm-hmm. So you're just praying that the surgery went well for the first 10 to 14 days. You don't even know if your cords will connect. You don't know if a muscle collapsed or some crazy medical shit happened in there. You're just kind of like living on a prayer. And mm-hmm. then, um, then you start to speak like 10 minutes each hour. So you can sort of be like, Hey, it's really nice to see you, but like really soft and only for 10 minutes. And it's not like, say everything that you haven't been able to say for two weeks in 10 minutes. It's say like what you would naturally say, for 10 minutes and then shut back up, go back to writing the mm-hmm. next hour, 10 more minutes and so on and so forth. And then the next day you do 15 minutes and, and on and on. So it's, it's, it's quite the process. And then you get used to singing again. So then you're singing on really soft, open vowels mm-hmm. and just kind of mm-hmm. feeling it out and almost massaging your chords. And then you get into consonants and then you get into full, like full lyrics and, and being able to, you do the, you know, lyrics that go really wide and, and, and all the, you know, then you start to kind of basically reteach yourself how to sing, you know. Yeah, with so the, with the so new, it is really, so it's really a, a very long, um, strategic, methodic process that you collapsed from yeah. three or four months into a, four or five weeks. So, yeah. yeah. How did uh, you do again, on that first show? How did you do on that first show? Did you, was I it hard? I did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was extremely hard. And, yeah. you know, I think in professional standards, I think that they were very kind to me because I like to be like, I like to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I did well. All the parts were present. Um, I let the microphone work for me. Like I've never let it work for me. I talked to the monitor engineers and I was like, okay guys, 
like give me a lot of love on this thing. And then I talked to the front of house uh, guy that runs our sound out front. And I was like, boost, boost some low end, make it sound thick. Cause it's going to be a little thin for a second. And I, you know, I just kind of let it work for me. And, and so I, I did well. And, and they, I mean, well enough to stay on that gig, thank God for, for a couple of years. So it was, Thanks. it all worked out. Um, and it got better as we went on and then, but you know, after that gig, then I got the voice gig and, and that, that's the gig of a lifetime for me. You know, the voice mm-hmm. has just been like, it's just my baby. I, I love that show. I love that group. Um, our, mm-hmm. our musical director, Paul Markovich is an insane talent. Like, holy shit. You learn so much just from like being around them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I feel like all of these steps were in place to make me available and prepared for a gig like the voice, you know, I love the so, voice. Yeah. I that was that a big show. one. That's a good one. That's a good show. I <laughs> yeah. have a little, I have a little Thanks. secret addiction yeah. to the voice for sure. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, really amazing. And I've learned, I've just learned so much about like myself, about the singing community, about managing a department, about, um, being a team player, I, I just, I've learned a lot, you know, I've made some mistakes along the way, of course, but like, I, yeah, I've grown exponentially, um, under that roof. So yeah, seven, seven years or something, I think so far, seven, six and a half, seven years and counting. Oh, so, wow. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. What a great story. <laughs> man. That's, yeah, that's what you, you. get when you just go just all in on life and just run in. Yeah. And expect you, know, you only that get the one lap. World, Yeah. You just get you know, so you just need to go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love how, and the thing too is sorry. Go I was just gonna say I, I love how Carrie you said I always say yes. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. Always say yes and then figure it out, <laughs> which uh, which makes for a really exciting life, guys. Because I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, shit. Okay, I did it again, Dad. What do I do? <laughs> but you know, it's fun though. I mean, you know, you can't take life too seriously. First of all, you can't take yourself too seriously. Second of all, and third of all, nobody's. Like, we're not. You know, we're not curing diseases here. It's music, like try it, have fun. Like, you know, and that's what I tell a lot of people, like the voice can get really stressful and there can be a lot going on and and you're sleep deprived and you're tired and you've pulled an all nighter and you're worried about your voice and you're trying to do so much. And then like, if you really take the time to center and just be Mm -hmm. like, man, it's a music show. Like no matter what you do, you're still making music and it's going to be great because music is therapy. So like when you really put it into perspective it kind of mm. takes that stress away and, mm-hmm. and helps you remember, like, it's, it's not that deep, y'all. It's just not that deep. Have fun. Try it. You know, if you so, fall flat on your face, you get back up and you go do something else. <laughs> yeah, I, here's what I just heard. Music is medicine, which kind of makes you a doctor. Yeah. yeah. A music That's doctor. That's right, guys. See? You don't yeah. have to go to college for that shit. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Just kidding. Kids stay in school. Kids stay in school. <laughs> Just kidding, kids. Think I'm supposed to say that? <laughs> no, but there are no supposed tos on this on this show. There are no, no supposed tos. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. That's probably why you guys let me on here. Oh, God. I definitely have my own little idea of things, but I, I have a good time, man. I, I, I really do. I, uh, I'm really proud of 
this life and, and my friends, I, you know, I was telling Lori and, and Candace, I, I think I mentioned it to you before too. I just, I love my friends. Like I am surrounded by such incredible women right now. Just a bunch of badass women doing killer things and not trying to go by that cookie cutter thing that you're supposed to do the wedding and the marriage and the kids and the everything. It's just, it's been really amazing just to sort of allow myself to fall into that mold, you know, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Montana mm-hmm. included got some killer friends in the singing community that I just adore and look up to. And, and yeah, when you surround yourself by those people, it's just like iron sharpens iron and you just, Makes mm-hmm. me makes me feel good about things. Feels like I'm doing something right, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah. It, you know, it's important. Um, I mean, that's a really good point, though. It's important to to have that um, that connection with you know whether it's a couple mm-hmm. of friends or a bigger group. As long as you feel that strong connection with with somebody um, that that is there to make you to help you feel like um, you're you're okay. Everything is okay. And even if you're, you know, going through something major, like, you know, you just, uh, decided to call off your wedding. You have this great group of support, you know, in addition to your family, you're fortunate you have that from your family. A lot of people don't have that from their family. So they, you know, so it's so important to go out and, and then you create your own family with, with those strong friends that really have your back and have your best interest at heart and just, Yeah. My mom, my sister, Montana, I have a dear friend that I've known since the day I was born in Kansas City, Katie. It's just, there's a tribe, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's really awesome, especially right now. Cause I think that a lot of women are feeling attacked and it's just like, when you step back, nobody can attack us. Like we're strong enough. Like we got this, you know, it's funny mm-hmm. that people like, it's just, I love, I love being able to kind of tell my friends that that are maybe nervous about watching the news and stuff it's like we're so strong like let them try it like they're not this is not going to be a handmaid's tale like it's just not going to happen like we're no. way stronger than that this shit no. is not happening to us like don't worry like don't worry your cute little butt like we're fine yeah. and I just I love that because I feel like my women in my little group they really get that you know and and I just I love it I love men being strong and I love my women being badasses. I, yeah, we're, we're all fine. <laughs> praise be, like sister. We're, we're doing okay. Yeah, praise be. Praise be. <laughs> I, just, I love I, that show. I think it's important. Oh, God, so do I. I'm so obsessed. <laughs> I freaking love it. Yeah, so, that, that show so freaks heavy. me out. I watched it twice, and I was like, I watched two episodes, and I was very, I was like, this could, this could happen. So I'm not gonna watch this anymore. I, oh, <laughs> I love Candace. Don't I was worry. out. I was out. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was like, "Ooh, you this to, is too you real." You need to be in my girl gang, Candace. Yeah. We'll make you feel good about it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I completely hear you. I completely understand. I totally get where you're coming from. And honestly, the first two episodes, I panicked. I literally panicked. But then I I just can't watch it at night. So I have to watch it during the day. <laughs> what 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 did you so panic anyway. about? I think it's just because it was really heavy. I didn't realize how heavy it was going to be. Mm. And, you know, it does make you think. And for me, it just, after traveling the world, it just kind of makes you, it just makes you really, really grateful to be here. Mm, um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, it just, it was very empowering for me to be like, wow, we're okay over here. And it just, it makes your heart bleed for, 
for countries where women still very much are second class citizens. Yeah, because yeah. that, that kind of versions um, of that thing are already going on in other countries. One hundred percent. Yes. And uh, yes, exactly. not here though. And this country won't go backwards. So mm-hmm. relax, no, no. relax, girls. Just mm-hmm. just take. <laughs> <laughs> Candace is like, I'm not relaxed yet. Candace <laughs> is like, I'm not so What do I do? Uh, no, Candace, I know. I uh, road trip. All right, Candace and I, we got to get you out to LA, to, and we're gonna have some girl time with the badass yeah. bosses out there with Kara, Montana, and, and the chicks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in, 100. Yeah. percent Yes, please. I love it anytime. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, it's it's it is really important though to find your tribe in life, you know, and because my safety net is so wide, I'm not scared to jump. You know, mm. it's like I can just I'll I'll try anything because mm. if I fall flat on my face on national television trying to sing on a 10 foot podium in heels, which, by the way, I was shaking in my boots on Monday, like trying to mm-hmm. sing about Jesus, all excited about the song. And like, oh, my gosh, if I swan dive off of this thing right now, this is going <laughs> to be a whole thing for the news tomorrow. But um, I will uh, be famous. I, <laughs> yeah, but my friends would still be there. Like, girl, right. are you okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, you think of the worst thing that could possibly happen, and then think and remember, like, oh, for sure she'd show up after that. Oh, oh hell yeah, she'd be there after that. You know, and it's funny because Tana knows I I cry wolf a lot. You know, and and my my, my relationship was pretty bumpy uh, near the end there, and uh, Tana was. Uh, really good at getting the calls and letting me vent and then having to act like everything was fine as soon as we got off the phone because she knew that I just needed to get that out and then I would mm-hmm. just go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then the, the, the day that I called her, the night that I, I called her and said, oh my gosh, I think that I, I, think I really did just leave, um, she was like, you know, I heard a different thing in your voice on Saturday when you were talking about that and uh, I got extra wine. So we're good. You don't have to stop anywhere. Just come now. That's <laughs> like, uh, oh, good. And we polished, we polished two bottles of wine that night. I mean, oh my God, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that without her. I mean, I was just sitting there falling in bed, drinking wine, you know, in her beautiful room with like a nice, beautiful cream comforter. And I'm like, she's just pouring me more red wine. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, oh my God, this is a real friend. That but is yeah, a real was, friend uh, because Montana's very yeah. picky about her white comforter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> red wine? Montana oh is, yeah, yeah. She didn't even <laughs> think twice about it, Lori. No. It was incredible. I was like, this is my homie. <laughs> But, yes, and, yeah. but also, I'm I'm over there rolling the comforter down, like like pushing it away from myself, because <laughs> I'm still like distraught and losing my whole like life as I know it. And then <laughs> I'm like, oh, but I don't want to get stuff on Tana's comforter. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love it. <laughs> uh, That's so priorities. Funny. No, but I mean, now I'm just rambling. But no, it's it's been it's been a really special year and a half, and and it's been a really special 14 years of being out here in, in Los Angeles and. Really, I encourage people to just take chances because mm-hmm. holy shit, is it sweet on the other side. Like, oh man, I, I just, I am in such a happy place. And I, I just, a couple of weeks ago, I finally had the nerve to go through all of my old stuff in my apartment. Those things that move with you everywhere, but they just kind of stay in the back of the closet and you mm-hmm. never touch them and all that stuff. I did that with my clothing. I did that with like throw pillows blankets, towels, like paperwork. I went through everything. I got rid of so much stuff 
I, I had to call the Salvation Army truck to come and pick it up because it was something like 20 bags, I think. And I, uh, I don't miss anything. I don't even remember what I threw out, mm-hmm. you know, and I just got rid of it. And I feel like it was just kind of the last piece of taking this major chance of just finally 100% bed down myself and just allow life to kind of fall together the way it's supposed to because I'm clearly not in charge (laughs) so I might as well stop trying to control it and I let it all go and then my mama called me yesterday and asked me for my Christmas list and I was like mama I don't remember what I threw out like I the amount of stuff I don't need this year I was just like spend it on the babies and I'm just going to come home and just make sure there's wine. Like that, that mm-hmm. sounds great. You know, it's just like, what it was amazing. It feels so good, but I was so excited because it made me think like, mom, I don't even remember what I threw away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always clung to that stuff. I've always felt like you had to let go. And then I guess I kind of went rogue there because I didn't care if I didn't remember what it was or if it didn't evoke some sort of a, a memory, it was mm-hmm. out. You know, and I I can find my memories to a tiny little box, like a tiny little plastic bin. Because I also, you know, I want to have memories. I want to be able to show my kids like a tour book or a photo or, you know, all these different things. Sure. But I was able to put it in one bin and it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, because sometimes mm-hmm. too much of that stuff, it is, it's almost like this energetic way of taking up a lot of space and it's all like, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday's energy and Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like this whole symbolic, you know, thing that happens when you clear out a bunch of that stuff and you make space for the next new things that, you know, are meant to come into your life, the next new experiences. Right. Sometimes you just got to get rid of some stuff. And it's the it's those material things, you know, that that are yeah. doing it. You mm-hmm. got to get rid of it. Yep. And it feels so good and yeah. so freeing when you do. Yeah. I, I mean, literally, if you paid me, if you were like, you can have a million bucks to tell me what you threw away, I'd be like, ooh. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, it's crazy, but it's good. It's, I mean, yeah, so I don't know if it all goes hand in hand, but for me, certainly this last year and a half, and just, you know, but also just your direction, Lori, of just trying to kind of purge and cleanse and get some stuff out of the way, it's been been really freeing, and it, and it almost frees you and encourages you to do crazy things, like take these big chances and, and, and try new things. And, and I'm, I'm about to have another rogue moment, you know, at 33 and I feel, I feel really fresh and young again. And, um, I mean, this is going to sound like a shameless plug, but it's not supposed to be. I'm just, I've never wanted to put out my own music. And I I finally, uh, I wrote a song two years ago. You guys, I've literally, I sang this song two years ago and literally the recording that you're about to hear um, when, when we're going to drop a single and I literally recorded it two years ago and I've been letting it sit there and finally I have the courage to just put it out. So uh, a couple things uh, have been going on in my life lately and it's going to happen. Awesome. Yay, Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm nervous and excited. And also I don't care <laughs> if I sell one unit. Awesome. If I sell a bunch, great, even better. <laughs> but I'm like, I have to do this because, oh my God, I'm so tired of not taking my own advice that I give to all my friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, Good yeah, for you. Really oh, yeah, I'm, well, you. I'm glad. I'm glad that you told us about that. And we are going to be super excited to hear it. I'm sure it's amazing because Yay. you're amazing and your voice is so gorgeous. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. So So crazy. Just lots of encouragement. 
amazing what you have the guts to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who? So has there been, I mean, obviously you've had a lot of encouragement as you've laid out, you know, with friends and family throughout your life. Has there been anything recently, mm-hmm. you know, that's come up for you where somebody just gave you a really big shot in the arm and, you know, said something that just really, you know, inspired you or empowered you to take action in some way that maybe you were hesitating about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually been really, yeah, this is, this is exciting for me because like 16 year old me literally is jumping out of my skin lately because, um, our new coach on the voice has been somebody that I've looked up to vocally and just as a person, um, since she hit the map, um, when I was 16 years old, uh, Kelly Clarkson is one of our new, you know, one of our mm-hmm. panelists, uh, coaches at sure. the voice. And and I, I've just adored her from afar forever. And her background singers are just the best of the best. In fact, they're so good that one of the, one of them is, is my partner on the voice now. Cause I've looked up to her for years, finally got her Nayana. She's awesome. So yeah, I, um, mm-hmm. I was doing this show a couple weeks ago and as soon as we were done singing a song with one of the contestants, she kind of jumped out of her chair and looked up at us and like gave us this big, like, Oh my God, that was so good. And like the BBs were so great. And she was really enthusiastic. And then I looked down um, during the commercial and Blake was at her chair and and my boss, Paul Markovich at the show, he was down at her chair and, um, and he came back and he's like, Kara, I really want to tell you what Kelly just said about your voice. But um, I really need you to not suck for the rest of the show because your head gets so big. And I was like, oh, my God, you have to tell me. Like, you've got to tell me what she said. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, well, she just said that she loves your voice so much and she can't get over your tone and she just thinks you have a beautiful voice. And, like, just to hear that from a mentor as, like, mm-hmm. a legit fan, like, a legit mm-hmm. fan. Like, yes, I work for them now and, like, it's whatever I've grown up in. But wow like the way that that did things for my like just for my i don't i don't know just my whole spirit just feeling like you're doing stuff right and it was to hear it from her was a huge thing you know it's it's amazing amazing. how when you hear it from somebody that you look up to like that when it comes out of her mouth you're just like oh my god like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're not bullshitting right and she's just one of the most encouraging people like it really i'm so glad that like i kind of hitched to her post because I really have admired her for a long time and I'm glad that I was able to watch her career grow up while I was growing up through my twenties mm-hmm. because now that I'm working with her and realizing that she's everything that I thought she was and then some has been just like such a huge boost and it just gives me confidence, you know. I mean for mm-hmm. her to go out of her way to say that in front of both of my bosses, like both Blake and Paul, you know, both wow. are standing there and, and she says that like first of all, talk about freaking badass girl like mm-hmm. a woman that says that about another woman to both of her bosses like she had to know what she was doing and if she didn't so she's just naturally that way like also great mm-hmm. whatever it was like it just blew yeah. me it blew me away so yeah 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 That's... so that was kind of encouraging and literally that was the night that I called my brother and said let's just put it out if everybody hates it then so be it. But like, let's just try it. And he's like, I'm ready. He's my brother. We've been writing together for a long time and he's so crazy talented. And he's just like, finally, yes, let's go. Okay. And so he's been like doing the mixes and like getting everything worked out while I'm at work. And, um, wow. so yeah, so we're just oh, going to try it. Great. So 
So that was real. So so that really was then like a shot in the arm that totally inspired you to put out your, finally put out your song. Yeah. Yeah. It just gave me the confidence to just be like, okay, look, no matter what, what is the worst thing that can happen? You know? Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's kind of always been a thing in life, but I don't know why I could never put that into like my personal, like, my own music, um, mm-hmm. my original stuff. Cause like, I guess it was always scared to be attached to like what the lyrics said or attached to that sort of genre of music. But it's like, at the end of the day, who cares? Just put it mm-hmm. out. Like you wrote it, you did it. That's yours. Just Even if it's not how you feel that day, you, mm-hmm. you felt that day, you know, you felt the one day when you wrote it about that. Mm-hmm. So might as well just go with it. So, yeah. So my brother and I wrote this song and we're going to put it out. So. That's, That's awesome. So I can't awesome. wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. And sometimes we just need that one person or that one push to help remember yeah. remind us that we should play big. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's so cool to have her on the show right now because we're we're season fifteen. So you know, it's kind of starting to just be like, okay, another season, another season, and then we got Kelly, and she really. I mean, I just can't say enough good things about her because she's that light for everyone you know I mean she's just she's um, yeah she's incredible like it's really 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 cool to see the way she works and the way she runs her whole little world you know with her hair team and just everybody around her she's just rad you know she's very very down to earth it's really really nice to see it's it's cool to hear, uh, you know, some some real experiences um, around people that you know have really made it to the top of you know wherever it is in their field to the top. And because you do have a, a tendency um, to hear a lot of the negative stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it filters down, and it you know people people create all of their uh, their attitudes and opinions based on so much. Um, information that you know may oftentimes be true but just as often may be totally distorted and not true so it's mm-hmm. it's it's uh heartening to hear that there are a mm-hmm. lot of really successful people that have such um you know authentic authenticity and good hearts and are willing to um mm-hmm. help and inspire other people like the story you just told i Absolutely. think that's very cool yeah yeah, yeah, it really is. And, you know, and I can say the same for Blake. I always kind of describe Kelly as a female version of Blake. And so to have both of them on the same panel right now, um, mm-hmm. it's just doing wonders for the entire production. Like you can just tell there's just a different energy because they care, but they're not meddling. They stay in their lane, they encourage, and then they just kind of let people do their thing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a reminder of uh kind of how to how to get what you want you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they get right. everything that they want by being awesome <laughs> like you want to work harder you know you want to mm-hmm. stay up until 5 a.m to get that vocal right because you 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 want to work for them you know mm-hmm. they're, they're re- they really are amazing bosses and uh blake i think that's why he's found so much success on that show uh, i think because one america was able to see he is exactly the funny hilarious good-looking cowboy that everybody thought he was and then some, and then with his contestants, I think he just lets them, he just kind of provides that lift and lets them do what they do. You know, he doesn't try to meddle or overproduce it. It's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. I'm telling you. 
so mm-hmm. so on on the flip side of what's what's uh, the most recent kind of shot in the arm that somebody gave you, uh, is there mm-hmm. a uh, is there anything you can think of that you know maybe in your recent life um, that totally humbled you? That humbled me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, gosh, I feel like honestly, I feel like everything humbles me. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm humbled by the fact that I get to be on this show, like mm-hmm. just in general, like that blows my mind still um, that I get to work with the professionals that I get to work with, that I get to go home and spend like I got to spend a month with my mom because she had to have a surgery on her hand. Like and we, we literally two months, I think it ended up being where we just spent time. I could fly out of there and do my gigs and stuff. But um yeah, I mean, I honestly, I, I know that there's a lot of really, really talented people out there that could absolutely do my gig. Um, and the fact that I was chosen to do the gig and that I've been able to stay there for as long as I have is extremely humbling. Like, like it actually, like, gets me emotional because um, I've learned so much and a lot of people around that stage depend on me and count on me and, and trust me, you know, and they're heavy hitters and they're people that can absolutely go grab their guy that they know they've known for years and, and just do it their way. Or, and, and they're just, yeah, they've really accepted me with open arms and allowed me to um, have a, you know, the gig of my lifetime for sure. Cause That's I know awesome. what it was like before and I know what it might be like after, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, you know, you never know when the ball's going to drop, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely humbling. I think just the industry itself, when you're doing it right, it keeps you humble because you don't know when everything's going to end. And, and you, you know, you do have to, when you take risks, you have to be ready for something to not go according to plan. You know, I mean, you have to be, you know, so when you prepare and you say, yeah, I can do that. You have to, like, really be ready for, okay, I can't afford my apartment while this show gets built. Or, you know, or where's my rent going to come from while I wait for that check to clear? And, you, you know, you're trying to be a team player. And so um, having a show that's consistent, like The Voice, um, was bigger than anything I could have ever expected. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's, I, think that, I think in general, just the fact that I get to be a musician full-time, and not have to have a day job and not have to worry about where my rent is going to come from is the most humbling thing that you can hope for as a musician. Yeah. And it's all because your dad pushed you and said, don't go to college. Don't chase the boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He said, don't, don't bet on, I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) There's no job security as a musician. You know, you don't, you don't know what the heck you're going to do. And, yeah, but, life is but he really than that anyway, he, so. he did encourage you to follow. Maybe not so much your heart, because you said your heart was wanting to go, you know, with the boy, go to college. But he, he mm-hmm. really encouraged you to follow your passion mm-hmm. and yep. It, yep, and go that direction, which is pretty forward thinking yeah. for you know for dad. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yep. So, um, hey, yeah. we we usually do a uh, a dear shift doctors uh segment on our show where we answer a question from a from a reader or a follower um you want to weigh in on that with us sure. yeah Let's Lori and i are actually oh, uh doctors of shift 
And so it's great. Yeah. Let's do it. I love that. Yeah, people send us questions and then uh, we answer them. So we got a question from um, a woman named Amy. She says, Dear Shift Doctors, I'm nearing the end of a cycle of forgiveness but I'm struggling to come to the very end. I recognize the need to release some anger, but have no experience in doing so in a healthy way. Can you please offer some suggestions on processing feelings of hurt responsibly? All right. So (laughs) that's the question. It it goes on and on and on and on as well, but that's the meat of the question. And that's a great question. Thank you, Amy. Um, And so, I'm nearing the end of a cycle of forgiveness and I'm struggling to come to the very end. And so this uh, question actually confuses me uh, because I don't know. Is there, do you two experience a, a beginning, a middle and an end to forgiveness? How does that, how does, is there, or I guess she's saying, how do I let it go completely? And so I guess you could forgive mm. somebody or let something like be like, all right, I'm done with this. But then it's in the, I guess it's in the letting go process. What is what, for you two? What are your experiences around uh, around letting go of shit people did to you mm-hmm. and forgiving them? Well, right, Lori. Do you want to go first, or I? D- well, I'm. Well, Lori, I'm ha- Lori's really good at it. Well, how about you? How about you? Do you have some thoughts? Let me try. Well, you know. Honestly, I I do have some thoughts on this because it's a very hard thing and it's something that I've struggled with as well. I hold on to a lot. Um, And I think that it it eats more away at you than the other person when you hold on to that anger. Um, They're not, they're not getting anything from you holding on to it, you know? So, so you're actually just damaging yourself by being upset with them still, you know? So for me, I've always, I've always done the forgive, but don't forget thing. Mm. Um, and that's not to say like, Oh, I'm going to pull this out as my wild card. Every time you cross me from here on in, cause I told you I forgave you, but looky here, you know, like it's, it's not like to pull that back out, but it's just, just don't forget. Just be a little mindful of how that went because that's okay to be smart. Mm-hmm. I think about, mm-hmm. about it. And um, so I would just say, do it for yourself. Come and come at it from that perspective. You're not going through this forgiveness for them. You're going through it for you because that'll make you a better person. And if you both want to move forward in life together after you forgive them, amazing. But they're not getting anything from it literally festering away at your own soul internally while they're out living their life and moving on, you know? Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. my that's my two cents anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I think that I'm, you know, for me, I'm just too lazy to carry stuff around. I, I have a very even shit that like was is real bad. Like you know, I had a, it was it's it's it was rough growing up, and and I've had lots of re uh, different things that could I could hold on to and shape a story about myself around, but I'm mm-hmm. too lazy to like I just drop it. And so if somebody comes into my life. Yeah. And some things go down and it sucks. In the moment, I address it so fully that I'm done. Like, I don't carry it to the next day. I'm like, all right, well, now that's finished. And now if I pay attention to the stuff that happened yesterday, and then I'm not paying attention to today. Like, I totally negate 
my life by caring about something that happened, you know, even, you know, a week ago. Now, sometimes that's hard, like, you know, a breakup or this or that. And you got to work through it and Mm -hmm. grieve it. Um, But it's in doing it in a way that is empowering to you instead of it being something around um, you being a victim. And uh, everything is if everything is in its right timing, that means the bad shit is, too. And right. so, yeah, yep. you don't get to pick and choose if you're going to play the the universe or the whatever is taking care of me and I, everything is in its right timing. Well, then all the stuff that sucks is in that right timing, too. It's being grateful for all of it. I think I think my I think yep. for me, it's gratefulness. I think that I'm just yeah. all, beauty, all right. beauty in the, the breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's something in just yeah. being like, all right, that sucked. And I'm. I'm just grateful, you know, I'm grateful. And 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 also fuck you, you know, also no, and I don't want that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to you're not going to step on me, but it's going to I definitely um, you know, stay I keep an alpha <laughs> alpha position in just dropping dropping things and moving on so that they don't eat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that too. Drop it and move on. I think that when you hang on to um, grievances and, and lack of forgiveness, uh, it's it stunts your growth. I just feel like you know your mm-hmm. emotional growth. I just feel like mm-hmm. you can't you can't continue to grow and evolve, um, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, you know, as a human being, if you are unwilling to let go. And, you know, just let it go. Give somebody a pass. It doesn't mean that you condone if somebody, you know, was behaving badly and did you wrong or whatever. It doesn't mean you condone the behavior, but it Mm -hmm. also means that you're not going to marry it and Mm -hmm. devote yourself to it endlessly. Because like you said, Kara, um, you're the one that suffers then. And I just, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to suffer. I do not want to waste one minute of my day feeling like shit and I'm just not going to do it. it the, uh-uh. the time is too precious to me. So I don't want to feel anger and resentment and grievance and all that stuff that you have to eat and feel if you're going to, you know, if you're going to not just give it up. Mm-hmm. So, right. so to me, it's an easy decision. And I know that sometimes yeah. though, um, Sometimes it is a little bit of a process. It's a little bit like warming up the muscle and you have to maybe let go a little bit of it at a time. But if there's still a little part that you are hanging on to, then to me it says it's because you 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 still just have, um, you know, maybe just a little bit more time, but maybe you just need to shift your thinking a little bit more and go, you know, do I want to feel better? Do I really mm-hmm. want to feel better? Because if I really want to feel better and think about some other stuff, I'll let go of this last little bit that for some reason I'm hanging on to. Just unfry mm-hmm. your fingers and fucking drop it. Yeah, and there's probably yeah. plenty of times in my life where somebody needs to forgive me. Like, who the fuck am I? Right. And so, you know, I, I hope that they do. <laughs> All yeah. of you out there. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the masses of people no, for, that need to forgive for sure. me. <laughs> yeah, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes is so helpful. I mean, that's that. No, I mean we laugh, but that's so true, Candace. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, like who am I? I would want the same thing. I mean, if, if the person is sincerely sorry, you know, and you believe them, it's God. It's so liberating to just let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah. even if they're not, 
Yeah, yeah. Let it go. yeah. Even if they're not, that's yeah. The if they're not, the you gotta let it really go. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah that's, with their that's when I go for the forgive but don't forget. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm so little. Yeah, so well, little the, you know, by not forgetting, it's like you said, Kara. It's not like you're, you know, you've got an ace tucked up your sleeve that you're going to pull out and go, yeah. you know, and and use against them at some point. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. I, I think the yeah. forgive the for the not forgetting part is what allows you to become wiser. Yeah, yeah, it's just you're you're smarter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, that's yep. awesome. We, we learn from everything. Aww. Well, yeah, I hope that's that a hard thing to go Amy. through, though. I hope that mm-hmm. that helped Amy. Yeah. I think that it is. It is hard to do, but man, uh, it, I think that uh, you know, in the in the aspect of how she's saying she recognizes she needs to release the anger, it definitely helps to just let it go and and move forward in in your life. And, and I hope that Amy gets to do that, and that is helpful to her. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you, Amy. That was a very good question. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, uh, I think there was a lot of good suggestions in there. So you just uh, don't give up on yourself. Keep working at it and you will get there. You will get there. Yes. And thank you, Kara, for your, for you playing along with the doctor, the shift doctors. Yeah, that's so Fun. I love that. Man, I got some questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull one in for one. Yeah, week. please do. Send it. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, Lori's uh, Lori's like, we spent hours on yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, Chica. It's all good. Oh man, yeah. So pretty fun though. Well, we have uh, we have so enjoyed all of this time that you have spent with us, and I think we've got maybe one final question to to wrap this up, and then we're gonna let you give your voice a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. All right. I'm supposed to shut up. I don't do very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been this has been awesome. So yeah. here's our Thank here's you. our wrap up question for you, Kara. Okay. Based on your own experiences, all of these amazing experiences that you've shared with us, and I'm sure there are others that we, you know, can hear another time, but what would you say to our listeners is the value of going rogue? I think the value, well, that's a big question. I think the value of going rogue is betting on yourself. Mm. Um, having that injection of confidence in a time when you're probably the scaredest that you've been in years is, is, it is so huge for your soul. Like the fact that I know that I've got my own back is like, it's such a huge liberating experience. So I think the value of going rogue is, is learning that when you bet on yourself, everything works out. You know, Perfect. like having that confidence in yourself, everybody else picks up on that. You put that energy out there. They just, they pick up on it. It's amazing. So yeah, mm. I, I, I think the value is betting on yourself. I, I love that. that. I yeah. Love that yeah. Having your own back. That is brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. And it is yeah. because the. Uh, you know, like we said earlier, having your tribe and having all that support is all wonderful. And we wish that for everybody. But in addition to that, you got to have your own back. Yeah. 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 And and Kara, where can our, where can our listeners find you and what you have out there in the world? 
Well, I uh, I am addicted to Instagram, so you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Kara Britz. It's K A R A B R I T Z, like Ritz crackers with a B. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, at Kara Britz on Instagram, at Kara Britz on Twitter. And I try to do Facebook, but I, I kind of I don't do much of that anymore. But yeah, Instagram is probably the best bet. So that's where okay. I am, and that's where okay. I can at least drop links to go to other things. So. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to be able to hear uh, when you drop that new single as well, right? It's going to be all over Instagram. Yes. Okay. Mhm. Yes, I'll have it, and then I'll um we're going to be putting it, I, I believe, on Spotify and Apple Music, so we'll be able to find it. Um, but the links and everything will be there on my Instagram for sure to help people navigate. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Yay! I'm excited. You're so wonderful. <laughs> You're so oh, wonderful. You are what a great show. Thank yes. you. And thank you so much for having me. And uh, uh, Lori, thank you for um, all of your life coaching. I'm, I want to say that oh. publicly because, oh, my goodness, it's just been it really has been a game changer for me. And it's it's. I didn't really know the value of a life coach before um, you introduced it to me. And, and it's, it's fun to be able to tell people about it and uh, how much you can really get from that. So it's, it's been a huge injection into my self-confidence and I oh. really am very grateful. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally blushing yeah. and shrinking in my chair right now, but thank oh, you. So <laughs> thank I figured you. you would be, but you know, damn it. I don't care. It's true. So <laughs> just, yeah, very, very sincerely. And Candace, you know, I, I would love to, jump on a call with you one day and, and, and find that time too. I, I, I can only imagine with you guys being such the, the team you are. Uh, so just thanks for letting me be part of this, y'all. I, I really do appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. The, the insight that you brought out today is amazing. I've, I've learned a lot and Aww. I'm very grateful for you. Me too. This has been a complete Aww. joy, Kara. Thank you so much. And uh, and we'll, uh, we'll see you on The Voice um, soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, every Monday and Tuesday we'll be there. All right, watch for you guys. Okay, Okay. sounds good. I'll talk to you all soon. All right, honey. Talk to you soon. All right, right. bye-bye. Kara, thank you so much. We have so enjoyed having all of this wonderful conversation with you. It's uh, It's been really, really exciting. And um, we hope that you'll come back uh, next year and tell us all about your tour. So... Uh, If you guys had a great time listening to We're Talking Shift, please head on over to iTunes or Patreon and uh, give us some comments and a rating. We really appreciate that. And you can also find us where, Candice? Well, great question. We are on We're Talking Shift podcast.com. You can find out a whole bunch of dirt on us there. And you can go to our (laughs) Facebook and our Instagram and our Twitter and uh, we're talking shift podcast. Excellent. So thank you all for listening. We love you. Go out and make some shift happen. You too, Gary B. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.